0: Pastor Bowman Podcast. If you're obsessed with the strategies, gear, and stories that will make you a better backcountry bowhunter, you're in the right place. We're independent, unsponsored, and unbiased, so we can cut the fluff and give you detailed advice on what really works and what doesn't. Today's episode is going to be awesome. Josh is fresh back, literally a day back from his trip to Hawaii, and he's going to walk us through all the stories and lessons that he learned on his trip. Well, howdy, Josh. Or should I say aloha? Aloha.
1: <laughs> Aloha. Um, oh man, they speak so differently over there. I learned so many new words. They they say they say brada. They always say brada. Mm-hmm. They call everyone brada. Um brada. Yeah. Well,
0: this is this is like just for folks that are that are just tuning in. Josh just went to Hawaii, a place in Hawaii. We're not gonna name names because that's not the style we like on the podcast, but uh and hunted axis deer and goats and a bunch of other things. So Really exciting. He got back what yesterday, Josh? I got back at 7 a.m. this morning. This morning. Yeah. Never mind. This morning. Uh <laughs> so I figured to pick his brain as quick as possible. We literally made sure I didn't uh didn't hear any of this before the podcast. So you're gonna get it as I get it. We're gonna hit everything from you know what happened to the lessons you learned, how it applies to elk hunting. Just yeah. I'm I'm really excited. It's been hard to hold off. So Josh, maybe maybe kick us off by just walking us through the general trip like how long you were there and then we can do a little day by day or something like that
1: okay yeah so i got there wednesday at in the evening and uh stayed i just left um monday night so i got we hunted thursday friday saturday sunday four solid days of hunting mm-hmm. yeah yeah four days man it felt like way longer um that's good
0: yeah What's and, that? When did you see your first axis deer?
1: Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> I saw the first one on the drive up Wednesday night to go to our hunting spot. Yeah. Dude, they're everywhere. Doesn't make ton it easier to them. get them, though. But they're no. there. Yeah, they're there. You can see a bunch of herds of them. Man, they're, they're so pretty, too. And you can smell them. They're, I mean, They're, they're way too many over there overpopulated. And so they're, I mean, they're dying, not enough food at times. Um, and so you you can, you can smell them in certain areas. Pretty stinky and make
0: your, your world's least favorite noise at this point, which is the, (laughs) yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's
1: exactly what it sounds like. You hate that
0: noise. Well, I'm, I'm just getting super excited here. Maybe just uh, walk us through play by play. So you got in Wednesday and you actually met D and another buddy, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I met another buddy, um, so the three of us went along with the height hunting guide who, um, has been hunting there his whole life he used to basically hunt to survive, at, uh, when he was younger, you know, you, you either bring back food or, or you know, you're going to be eating scraps that night. So pretty, pretty insane to get to connect with the local people, native people and, and hunt the way that they do, um, on their land, just super grateful. There's no chance we would have been able to do it without them. So. Yeah, yeah, three, no, yeah, right.
0: four of us in a crew. Yeah. And you, you know, we do everything, not everything, most everything on this DIY, but I think the area you were, you know, there's multiple public opportunities on multiple places, but the area you wanted to be and with your buddy, the only option was to get a quote unquote guide or someone that could at least give you access, right?
1: Yeah, give us access. And that's what he told us. Uh he was like, Look, you're paying me not not just like You know, to take you around and stuff, but you're paying me for protection. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, if you're in here and these other brothers, he was always said, these other brothers, they find you. You know, you're you're. It's going to be bad. Like they're going to be like, where are you from? That well, they'll know you're not from here, and they're going to be like, okay, just leave your bows and get out of here, and then (laughs) you're done. Like you got (laughs) to leave. Way to do it. Very protective. (laughs) Take the gear. Yeah, yeah.
0: oh man well yeah we'll just walk us through it like so so how did you i mean you got there wednesday night and then then what happened
1: yeah so wednesday we we drove up way back into the um north side of the island and um where there's lots of cliffs and stuff like that and uh we got up pretty at dark pretty much so we just went to sleep and then next morning got up at like 3 30 in the morning. And wow. uh we started yeah early so we did because we had to go drive to another spot in this deep valley and the mm-hmm. valley like is like thick, but also a lot of open pieces of grass. so it's, it's either mm-hmm. like super thick little ravines or like real open. Mm-hmm. And so we started seeing deer everywhere already uh, yeah. pretty far off 500 600 yards away and uh we just stay along the thick sides and try to creep up on them
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it's day one uh, and then we uh, I got lucky. We, we saw a couple does in one of the thick ravines. Mm-hmm. So at that point, there's no way to get into the ravine without spooking those deer. So yeah. Our, oh yeah, our guide had a rifle at that point. So he was like, look, Josh, like you're up, you know, it's time. If you want to take a shot, you, like, this is your opportunity. Yeah. So we lied there for, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes, mm-hmm. 40, just waiting, seeing when that deer is going to give us an opportunity. And there was a little hole in the trail. Should I go into all the detail or?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, okay. we definitely want to hear it. We've, yeah, uh, I know we do a lot of bow. We talk primarily bow here, but Josh and I both hunt rifle a lot and they did no difference in my mind. Right. It's just a sporting just depends on the situation. Yeah. And that situation and especially, you know, in Hawaii, like, way overrun
1: with access deer like they need they for conservation's sake they need these animals off off the island they need to reduce numbers especially those. Yeah. Yeah. so i remember
0: you too like jumping in i remember you were saying like we're gonna be here four days we want meat like you we want to get something to eat while we're here yeah like, right off the bat yeah and that's what the guide said too he said look guys like if the
1: bow's not working you, um, you're gonna use the rifle like we need to get you guys some meat before you leave this is conservation like i know we're hunting i know bow hunting is fun but at the end of the day, it's about meat. Like if you don't bring meat back to your family and they ask you, how was your trip? You don't have anything for it. Like, what are you going to say? That was his whole attitude. He's like, look, that's cool. This is what we got to do. And so, and that was kind of the theme of the trip is you just go along with what the guide said. It was like, yeah, whatever he was going to do, we were going to do it. We're not coming in like, oh, we want to do this. We have to do that. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of the way it goes there. But, um, yeah. So I, we lied down waiting for that doe to pop out again. And there was a little hole with a little trail in that hole, mm-hmm. maybe two deer size long little trail. And yeah. we knew that doe was going to come out. And I was looking through the scope and eventually that deer popped halfway out, like it was still in the shade. So I didn't have yeah. a perfect shot. Mm-hmm. And I had that doe in my crosshairs f- five minutes probably a long time wow. before it took another step it was just five minutes and I, that gave me time to just really breathe yeah calm down i kept readjusting you know first time mm-hmm. shooting prone and it had a little ditch where i was so like my hip was uh, like in the ditch and yeah got the pack out and the little bipod and eventually i got it situated and i just i just focused on keeping the crosshairs in that kill zone and then taking mm-hmm. nice slow deep breaths and just staying calm Yep. And eventually that doe took one step forward, then another one, and just gave me a perfect broadside on the left side of its body. Awesome. I aimed mid body back a little bit behind the shoulder, mm-hmm. like more towards the center, just give myself a little bit more room for error. And then I just slowly squeeze and then boom, it went off uh, 243 caliber. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, did I? I heard it. I heard it. Ah, you yeah, the know that flap. sound yeah. and so i was like oh i think i hit it and then my our buddy uh, d he was looking at binos he's like yeah i saw the blood like you you hit that deer nice and so we waited we waited and then we packed up went down there saw some good blood and then bam all of a sudden little doe not, not a mature doe just mm-hmm. a small nice doe yeah. Tasty. Dough. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful, beautiful animal. Just straight through yeah. the shoulders, just blew both shoulders apart.
0: Um, mm-hmm. so it was, it was, and it turned out to be a really great shot. Awesome. Yeah. And that's a, uh, I mean, for folks that aren't familiar with axis deer, they're so small. I mean, they're already tiny, like a full grown buck is what, like 80 pounds or something. I mean, they're no, no full grown, uh, D ended up
1: getting one, uh, grown yeah. buck at the end of the trip. And it was big. It was actually, really? yeah okay. oh the bucks get I'm just big. Used to, maybe i just shoot small ones <laughs> <laughs> they look small um yeah and then you walk yeah. up to them and they're like whoa well the meat we only got maybe 50 pounds of meat off of them.
0: yeah yeah so yeah, you're definitely. probably not that far off in terms of 80 nah. pounds. they're probably like yeah. a little they're probably two thirds the size of a black deer and about half the size of a muley if that right like on yeah a, probably that's mule, probably a fair. big muley and a big axis would be about 2x yeah yeah, and that's a cool thing about Axis too, is I think we talked about it of, of all the deer species, like they are by far the tastiest. So the the quest for horns is almost non-existent because you're like any axis down is a trophy because it's gonna be so good. Yeah, we um, uh,
1: so yeah, uh, that was the first. I mean, later that night we actually ate the backstraps off that dough. Um, how was it? Oh my gosh. Just yeah. very clean, no gaminess at all. Just at all. clean
0: meat very would you uh let's do the age old like what would you th- like if you had to say pork chicken elk
1: um beef. it's almost like hmm, it's almost like beef and pork mm-hmm. it, it, but like a leaner version it's not it doesn't have that like sweetness from like the fat off of mm-hmm. beef and it's not like that it just tastes kind of clean and light to me mm-hmm. um not not like a not a lot of flavor like something stinky like yeah yeah no gaminess it was it was really good
0: nice awesome well that's that's cool man like from morning one straight into it you get something with a rifle that's a uh that's that's got to feel good right like you're oh not worried about the rest of the trip at that point
1: yeah first wild game animal uh under my belt uh first yeah first wild game animal under my belt and then first animal of the trip too uh because yeah. because my two buddies got there the day before and So they didn't get anything yet. So we got the ball rolling at that point. Our guide was like, man, we got the first one. You get the ball rolling. Once you get one down, like there's more coming, you know? (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it was cool. It's cool to get that feeling.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So heavy moment too. Yeah, no, it's never, I mean, it's never light, but it's, it's got to feel good too. Cause you're like, I know I'm going to use this thing. Eat it. And like, it's yeah, there's, there's upside there.
1: Yeah. And then our guide was like, um, you know, put his hand on the, the deer and say, hey, thank you for your life. You know, mm-hmm. I did the grass thing. Just put it yeah. in your mouth. Yeah. That's and he, cool. he said it. He was he was like, oh, I haven't seen anybody do that in a while. That's like a European thing or something like that. I didn't know. I just saw it on the meat eater episode. Thought it was like
0: a nice, respectful ritual. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Everybody's got their thing, right? Like it's a mm-hmm. got to honor the animal wherever, yeah. whichever way you do it. Totally. So cool. So you, so you know, so rifle right off the bat. You guys get one, you now have food. Like, so then walk us through kind of the, the next few days of like archery hunting and that sort of thing, and yeah. actually maybe we rewind a step for folks mm-hmm. that haven't been to Hawaii. You said, "Hey, it's super tight, and then it's super open." Like, what does the terrain look like? Like, maybe describe the kind of the different areas you guys are hunting. Like Yeah, what it generally is like
1: so. General that area is very different from the next area we went to, and we only were here for a day. So the okay. that area where I shot that first doe, it's like mm, imagine like hmm like. Mountains with big valleys in it, uh-huh. a bunch of big ridges and stuff. And in those ridges, it's like thick, almost like a jungly rainforest like trees, yeah. like very lush, very green. You can't even see the ground most of the time mm-hmm. through there. You those ravines. And sometimes at the top of the hills, uh, and the cliffs, like at the top, will mm-hmm. just be open, huge, open grass, just green <laughs> grass. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the time of the year we were there, but yeah, just green grass
0: um in that area and then more of those thick ravines sprinkled yeah. throughout so, so kind of like a really really open or really really thick like yeah much in between yeah and it's like we saw plenty of deer that were just unstockable, just impossible yeah. just right on the
1: open on the hillside and you're like there, there's just no way that you're gonna get to them
0: yeah yeah that's cool that's that's gotta be a hell of a bow hunting challenge oh my goodness yeah yeah, yeah. well walk us through your first few stocks and kind of how that all went down yeah. So the next day,
1: uh, Oh wait, actually there's a pretty funny story that day. You know, we, we finish out that we pack out that dough. Um, we continue hunting, um, and don't end up with anything. We walk back up to the trail, up to the back, up to the Jeep. And all of a sudden, bam, in front of us, there's like five goats on the trail. <laughs> and so we're like, Oh my gosh, goats. And I remember that. Our guide told us like goats, they don't really care about you. Like you walk right up to them, they don't they don't really care. They'll just they'll just chill right there, and l- unless you move really fast, they're not gonna run away. Mm-hmm. So I walk right up to thirty yards, I draw back, and it's the first time I draw on an animal thirty yeah. yards uphill. Uh huh. And then I I think I rushed the shot. I had a shot and I hit it like I nicked it on the foot oh, or man. on the on the leg. Yeah. Cause you see him and we, we have it on video too. You see him boom, like kind of stumble yep. and then just walk off just, and he was chilling there and I was like trying to knock another arrow and then he just kind of walked away off the, off the mountain. Yeah. And I was like, no, I missed my first shot at 30 <laughs> yards too. perfect yeah. broadside, just a little uphill, but I think the moment was just so, so intense and I, I think I just yep. rushed the shot
0: a little bit. No, I mean, that's awesome. And that's such a cool thing for this trip. When we were talking about it before, like Mm -hmm. you get some of those jitters out of the way. And I mean, remember we've talked about like so many guys wait to draw a great elk tag or something like, man, how how would you feel if you did that on that (gasps) versus versus a goat in Hawaii, which that's so true, you know, it's not as big of a deal, even though it's still an animal, it's still a, you know, a hard thing to do, but yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was,
1: um, that alone that day was like so action-packed already got yeah. a ri- rifle got shot at my first uh wild animal brought home me and then bam got to fling my first arrow and before the trip i remember saying like if i just get to draw like shoot one arrow like fling mm-hmm. one arrow on the trip I'm totally satisfied. Like that is progress. That's growth in my development as a bow hunter, you know, cause I hadn't gotten to do that yet. Like that yep. last step in that process. And so I got to do it. And at that point I was, I was pretty happy. I was like, wow, day one is like, I wanted to fling an arrow sometime on this trip. And I already, I already shot a rifle and got a doe and got to fling an arrow. So
0: nice. Yeah. That's a yeah. pretty first day. Yeah, it was
1: interesting that shot because I I did my shot sequence in mm-hmm. my head like normally when I do target archery I I say the step in my head I go draw anchor sight deep hook bubble yep uh focus 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 and then I say pull and then it just goes off. This yep. time I did draw anchor sight deep hook shoot <laughs> <laughs> i just skipped the last i yeah. didn't check my bubble i didn't really focus yeah. the pin got on him and i was like boom here we go and yeah no
0: yeah didn't work out <laughs> that's been uh that has been my experience with the elk hunting actually too like i've oh, uh man. you know a few of the shots i've made you're the what's for for elk now um but the first one or two there definitely was a little bit of punch involved and i think that's pretty natural mm-hmm for anyone like it's just your first few times hunting an animal it's really you get super excited and i think of the sequence that's the part that you it's easy to speed through because the other bits like you just have to do where it doesn't work but then, yeah like, the last bit so hard to like force yourself to like think and squeeze and yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i just it
1: was just like oh the pins right there the animals so cl-. like i mean yeah. this is this is done you know like it's a
0: done deal yeah it's pulled in you know it wasn't a done deal <laughs> yeah well i'm amazed you had the presence of mind to like think through that because for me a lot of the time like we've talked about with like hammering practice like i don't even think like i just kind of do what i <laughs> normally do you know what i mean yeah and uh, like if your body just you always do the same thing the same way you just do it that right, way right you know? so it's a way to like not screw up is you never do it the wrong way <laughs> right right but, like so it's in, um that's awesome like that's really cool you have the presence of mind in that stressful situation to go a b c like you know at least next time maybe you go a b c okay now wait <laughs> yeah exactly just kind of give it a couple seconds just finish yeah. out the, the the shot process just let it float for a
1: second and then yeah. let it go oh uh, nice yeah cool man yeah well at least you learned right you got learned that lesson yeah and it was uphill i think i might have dropped my bow arm a little bit nah. but um and punched a little bit too but yeah great lesson great lesson and uh i didn't feel as bad as i thought i was gonna feel like mm-hmm. missing, you know, at yeah. least like it, it was like, it's not like I gut shot it, you know, and like, yeah, you would. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't
0: too bad. Um, but yeah, good, good first day. A lot of action. Nice. And so then, uh, you go back, you hang out, and then day two, right? Are you so where were you guys sleeping? Were you hanging out?
1: Oh, yeah. So, hence, were you? Yeah. First yeah. night we just slept on the ground, uh, wow. sleeping pads on the ground. It was warm. you know. I mean, not warm, but it was like yeah, 60. 60. Yeah, yeah. Like high fifties, low sixties. Yeah. So we just slept on the ground second night. Uh, so after that we had to bring the meat back. So we drove back to our guide's house. Mm-hmm. And we, we just stayed at the house. Uh, there was a bed. Uh, my two buddies slept in the bed and then I just slept on the sleeping pad on the ground. I'm the young one. Um, so I the, yeah, I get the ground. And then we woke up again the next day at like, I want to say we did 3.30 a.m. again. Mm-hmm. And then we just drove Ooh. out to, no, no, sorry. Next day, we we woke up at a regular time. Uh, we okay. didn't hunt the morning. Yeah, we, we took a night off, Yep, slept, and then drove out to another area, mm-hmm. um, this valley. It's like a deep valley. There's a waterfall way in the back of it, super That's lush, cool. and it goes right onto the beach. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So let me think we get there day one. Uh, oh, let me pull up my notes. I think, oh, I think this is a day. <laughs> I think I know what happens is that, um, we get there, we, we set up everything. We're, we're camping on the beach at this point. So mm-hmm. now we get the tents out, we, we get all set up, uh, and then we go out for an evening hunt and that evening I get some action as well. let me, pull up my notes so I make sure I got this right yeah Uh, three hours of sleep you're running (laughs) on
0: literally literally
1: three hours dude every night I slept three four hours (laughs) oh I think I had a a a six hour night one night which was brutal the the day one night but yeah um okay so yeah so we drove to the east side oh no oh yeah this one (laughs) the evening hunt so there's an evening hunt uh we go into like a not so let me describe the terrain here. There it's similar in that there's these deep valleys with like mm-hmm. very thick jungly type of stuff. And then um there's rocky out outcroppings, mm. almost like chucker territory.
0: Interesting. Yeah, yeah,
1: super rocky and dry up there. And then some bushes, some trees every sprinkled out throughout, mm-hmm. but generally pretty rocky, like goat territory, chucker yeah. territory looking stuff, like rocks and dirt. And then um, so uh, D and I, we go up a Creek mm-hmm. and we were kind of, just, that's where the guide told us to go is just go follow up this Creek. And, um, I, we were going up the Creek and as we just realized really quick that like, there's no way to stock anything in here. Cause there's dried leaves that cover the entire forest uh, floor. Yeah. So then D and I, we decide to, and I was actually pretty proud of this idea. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Hey, why don't we just like, go along on the rocks in the creek. So Mm -hmm. we just went up the whole mountain, just skipping just one rock at a time on the next, on the next, on the next stopping. We're like still hunting basically through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. We go all the way up to the top. Don't see anything. We come down, stop on the way down. We're waiting. And then a doe pops out on the other side of the creek. And so we've been quiet this whole time. Really? They don't know we're in there, but just never gave us a shot real quick. And then it started. You know yeah. that barking sound. We knew it was over yeah. by then. Game's over. Um, then, as it started getting darker, uh, I met up with uh, our guide and I went went out with him to another area, like nearby, mm-hmm. toward, towards the evening. And uh, we we just ran into a buck, um, nice. kind of. And this area is different. Where so there's trees. Yeah, it's almost like a canopy. Like there's trees that are like maybe 15 feet high, 10 feet mm-hmm. high, and it's a canopy. So it's kind of shaded underneath, but then the, the trees just become like a stick. So all the grounds, like dirt, Very mostly open. Yeah. and then it's open, just a lot of trees in the middle. So then this buck was facing quartering to me mm-hmm. and not far, maybe 20, 30 yards, something like wow. that. And we just, we kind of just like ran into them and, uh, but it was uh, through a lot of trees, like, didn't uh, really, no. yeah, it didn't give me a good shot. I don't even know if it could see us. Like we just see the body yeah. and, uh, the guy's like, shoot it, shoot it. Like, dude, it's 20 yards. You gotta shoot. And so I just draw back. I'm like, oh, in my head, I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know about this shot. Yeah. But like, it's so much pressure in the moment. I'm not proud of it, but I just, I really flung the arrow and it just, it just went right over him. Yeah. Clean, clean miss. Uh, that one, I was pretty frustrated because right after, I remember saying like, dude, that was a terrible shot. Like, I should not have taken that shot. Like, what, what, yeah. is, what are we doing? You know, like, and then they were like, come on, you missed 20. And I was like, dude, I, you guys weren't seeing it the same angle I was seeing it. Like, this was <laughs> not a good shot. Yeah. <laughs> I was throwing a fit for a second. Uh, yeah. And then I was like, man, that was just so intense. Like, that's bell hunting. Like, it,
0: it is what it is, kind of. But yeah, uh, yeah so was that was that,
1: that second day.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a good, I mean, it's a hard one to line to walk. Cause it's like, you've got to have your standards of like, what's a good shot and what's something you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it's probably something you guys see a ton elk hunting. Like, I've seen that a bunch, you get like a, a great shot at an elk at 15 to 30 yards or something like slam dunk range. And mm-hmm. there's just a few bush, you know, like things in the way it's kinda, you know, it's so tempting just to wing it, but like, you know, that arrow is probably going to get deflected or something.
1: Yeah, it was just a lot of thick trees and there was a little opening and it was quartering two, which I wasn't really comfortable with. Yeah. Aimed at the chest and
0: just although they really, are pretty fit. Yeah, they're pretty thin skins.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, it flew flew right over mm. Well, hey. Um
0: got an opportunity, right?
1: Yeah, second arrow flung and uh second arrow missed. <laughs>
0: did you ever find those arrows? <laughs> uh
1: yeah, I did. I did. Nice. Okay. Um I found
0: I found both. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 That's always a fun one. You're like, I wonder if I'm kissing that thing goodbye. <laughs> um yeah. And plenty more arrows shot as we go along. But yeah, that was the second day. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So two days, two opportunities, and one down. Like pretty, pretty awesome first half of the trip. Yeah. Um, so then we go to sleep next
1: day, wake up in the morning early again. Um, I we 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 split up this time, all three mm-hmm. of us. And I go back up that Creek that uh, D and I went up the mm-hmm. evening before same technique, just going on those uh, rocks going up, up, up about halfway. And I, I sit, I just sit and I wait, mm-hmm. don't see anything. I come back down. It's like eight in the morning at this point, maybe yep. seven forty-five, 45. And uh, been up there since maybe, I don't know, five thirty or something. But mm-hmm. um I, on my way down, I was like, man, there's nothing up here. Like, I don't think I'm going to get anything. So I, let me, let me just like, the age old problem like yeah yeah nothing here <laughs> yeah i was like here <laughs> <it> comes <laughs> there nothing's going to be here all these leaves are super crunchy it's getting hot now they all so they all like to move out of the valley from the floor mm-hmm. up high even all the access deer and then they come back down at night so mm-hmm. it was like by mid morning i was like they're all way back there there's nothing here so i just decided to skirt off the creek and start going on to the rocky open area mhm And then I just like, you know what? I bet there might be some goats up there. Like they like being up high. So let me just keep going. So I just kept going up and up steep stuff. Like kind of like some points are sketchy steep, you know, Mm -hmm. where like you take that step. And if that step slips, you're, you're falling and you're going to slide for a little bit. Um, so yeah, that kind of steep and I kept going up and up and all of a sudden I see a little goat butt and a tail go right behind a bush, Uh maybe, maybe 60, 70 yards up from Mm me. Um, so I just like slowed down. I was like, Oh my gosh, I saw a goat. And I remember just thinking in my head like, Oh, this is it. Like, the
0: this is the moment. Yeah, yeah. The stock is on. Like you got it. Yeah, you're all alone. You did it yourself. You got, I'm all alone. Got to be I'm one like, of the best feelings in the world. You're like dude, here it is. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> the
1: opportunity is here. And i I just remember thinking in my head like if you play this right, like you're gonna walk back to camp and have meat on the backer backpack and like you had done it yourself. This is this is the moment. So I get pretty excited. I remember to keep, stay calm. So I slowly hike up, up. Like it's kind of hard to get there fast. You just gotta mm-hmm. like it's so steep. And I get up to close to that bush and I look up, I look right, just to scan and bam, all three goats are right there. They're like, four, I, I range them. They're 40 yards away. Nice. Three goats, a, a big billy, a nanny, and a little fawn. Mm-hmm. And then I range the big billy and I do this sound. Mm-hmm. They go like, <laughs> and they all look huh. at me. Yeah. It's, it sounds like a fart. Like, this And they all the noise. huh? Yeah. They do that to each other. Actually. Uh, I, I saw them. Uh, one just go like, to the other guy and you're like whoa what the heck that's like an aggressive huh. thing they do to each other there um and it just freezes it looks at me like perfect broadside um yeah. big billy goat and I pull back the bow Ooh, I, you did I, that before you drew I, oh no, no no i uh sorry i ranged 40 yards and then i uh drew back and then did okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. i was gonna pull, say that's aggressive wow <laughs> oh you mean drawing back before uh or making noise before you draw back oh yeah yeah i made the noise before i drew back yeah Wow, so, okay yeah. These billy goats, they didn't really care about humans over there, uh-huh. which is really weird. Like, yeah. yeah. So I drew back, it's just staring at me, and it's pretty steep up. Okay. Uh I get the bubble, I get everything right, bam, shoot right over its back. <laughs> you,
0: think, <laughs> you, you think third arrow. You think it's just like you're you're just twitchy, or do you think it was the bow was off? I, I think each
1: arrow. All three of those, I rushed the shot, but that like, one, I, each one, I rushed a little less than the previous one. Yeah. Yeah. You're just getting more comfortable <laughs> yeah, with just getting yeah. a little more comfortable. Cause I, I definitely settled a little longer on that one. Like I, it's my yellow pin. It was right there, but like, yeah. I don't know, it, maybe it was uphill that messed with me. I don't know yeah. what it was, but yeah, shot right over its back, clean miss. They all start running away. And then I, uh, hike up to where, where it was, mm-hmm. um, to go double check, no blood, no arrow, you know, everything's good. There's no blood at all, not a single drop. And I yep. look up, I look to the right and there's another goat out in the distance. Oh, and so before I find my arrow, I, uh, try to, I walk a little closer as close as I could basically. And then I, before it could get away and it, it sees me. So I do I do that sound. Mm-hmm. I knock an arrow. I do it again. Poof. It's perfect. Broadside staring. I mean, it's a little goat mm-hmm. and I draw back, I range 50 yards Mm-hmm. Draw back. I settle this time. I really settle. Mm-hmm. And I do a nice release. Bam. Awesome. Double shoulder, double lung. Amazing. Got, got a little goat first.
0: How one. did uh how did that moment feel? You're like that. Like I'm sure pretty intense, but like, how did you feel the second you like saw the arrow drop in there? Did you see it drop in? Like, how did you did you know it was down? Or so I didn't see it drop. I heard the goat screaming. Huh?
1: It's pretty graphic. It's a bummer. The, yeah, yeah, the goat was just like and just you know crashes down the mountain a little bit like rolls down so i was like oh that that thing is down yeah Uh, and then i set my timer for 20 minutes or it actually does this death scream it like screams and then it kind of just shuts up so i'm like in my head i'm like all right that thing's dead i think Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna set my 20 minute timer just in case yeah sit here so i sat there it started getting really hot so around 15 minute mark i was like Okay, I'm, I'm just gonna go. gonna go. I'm just gonna go. It's too hot. It's like a black goat, you know. Like, yeah, it's gonna be heat up in there. So I walk up to it, and I find the blood spot. It looks dark red. Um, awesome. I find the arrow. I smell it. No gut smell at all. So I'm like, okay, it's yeah. probably a good Clean shot. Blood. Yeah, and I look down. It was
0: like 30 yards down the mountain. Boom! Awesome. There it was.
1: Goat. Goat down.
0: That's <laughs> uh, that's got to be quite a feeling to be like, wow, first first big game animal with a bow. And like, I did it myself. And like, that's quite a, quite a trip, man. Dude, it was, it
1: was, I was very grateful. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a small goat. So I I packed mm-hmm. it up. Tasty um, one. Yeah. Yeah. I packed it all up myself and then hiked back to the camp
0: and they were like, wow, you got one. It was, it was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. They, uh, goats are, we had a few in New Zealand too. And it's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool animal. You know, if you, yeah. they, they do taste good if you get over the some of them have the goaty flavor, but, but mm-hmm. I think they said, uh, I remember reading something a while ago that the most common protein consumed on planet earth is goat. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, wow. it's all Africa, Asia. It's like the number one source of protein. Dang. Oh, oh I no. didn't know that. Kind of crazy, but that's oh, awesome. Man. So you got to have your confidence at this point. has got to be pretty solid. You're like, Hey, I screwed up a few times, but like I've learned those lessons and like I overcame it 50 yards. is not, I mean, on a small, like a goat's already pretty small and a medium-sized goat is... It's like an axis deer. Like there's only probably what, like a six or 10 inch area you could shoot if that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty
0: tiny little spots. That's got to feel pretty good. Pretty good. And for it being a young goat, like small, it wasn't a
1: full mature, you know what I mean? It was Mm -hmm. still, it was still younger. Yeah. And they were like, man, that's impressive. Like, and they were like, it's a long shot. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you can't hit it at, you can't hit it at hit 20, or 30, but you can <laughs> hit it at 50, huh? Yeah. Even a smaller target. I was like, oh, I don't know, man, but that one, I really let it settle, you know? And I yep. think that's a tendency, the farther out the shot, you like, let that you have to flow a little
0: longer. Yeah. Um, let's say yeah, we used to go to the range good. and like 20 or 30, I'd shoot like these three point groups that just like don't you just don't care you know you're not yeah. trying and then at 100 you know i'm like trying to shoot a fifth size group at 100 and you're like that's the same size group you're shooting at like 20 you're like well, yeah <laughs> i'm trying harder <laughs> yeah 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 that's um, awesome man well that's that's a heck of a shot congrats
1: thanks and then the the day's not over yeah oh man because we go back wow. to camp you know we skin it all up and yep you know quarter and all that stuff and bury it and, and then go we eat some food mm-hmm. and then we go off for the evening hunt and then the evening hunt, you know, we're walking on this dirt road, which was nice because the dirt road's soft, but mm-hmm. they can't hear Quiet. anything. Yeah. yeah. So we're walking, we're walking all of a sudden we, there's a little doe. Uh, no, actually this one was a big doe um, in thick bushes, like mm. leafy bushes, not mm-hmm. like branchy bushes. you know? Yeah. So it didn't see us. I don't think it saw us. And mm. so it gave me a perfect broadside 20 yard shot through the bushes Mm-hmm. Um and so I just drew back, put the pin on there. I didn't let it float that long. I just mm-hmm. I was like, this thing's close. And yeah, then I twenty just, yards. Yeah, and I shot and I drilled it right through the shoulders. Um, wow,
0: same day, huh? Same day, amazing. So you're like, same I'm day. I am the ultimate hunter now. <laughs> <laughs> I went through no big game animals to
1: two in a day. Yeah, and we had to drag that thing all the way back to camp. And oh, that yeah. was a
0: big doe. I'll show you a picture later. Like that yeah. doe was. Heavy. No, when you sent me the one of it, I remember seeing, wow, that's a pretty sizable, sizable dough. Yeah. 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 It was, um, oh, yeah. I think I sent a picture
1: with, uh, me, you, and d right? Yeah. That one. Yeah. 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 It was big, bigger than a white tail dough, I think. Wow. Really? Yeah. It was a mature, big dough.
0: Crazy. Um, yeah, we've I've definitely had different experiences. Maybe the, yeah, maybe the, maybe the, the island, island you on are huge. Yeah. Maybe. maybe yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, that's and, yeah. cool. That's I mean, those are such beautiful animals too. When you see them when they're down, they've got the white spots and the, that's such a cool thing.
1: Beautiful animal. Yeah. It took us forever though, to like get it back. And yeah. So eventually like, and then skin in and eat dinner and mm-hmm. finish, finish uh, or we ate dinner and then we skinned it. And then we gutted it, all that stuff took the yeah. heart out and took the liver. Mm-hmm. And then I, Ended up sleeping, you know, hanging out for a little bit after so much adrenaline.
0: Yeah, yeah, your so wife.
1: that night. That night, my hands were completely bloody and like covered in like deer fur patches, just stuck on there. Yeah, my shirt so sweaty. And yep. I slept at 2 a.m. like that. I didn't even wash my hands. You're it's just like, like going to bed. Yeah, I just went straight to sleep. No sleeping bag, but I was drenched. <laughs> Like three days Amazing. of sweat, two days of sweat with bloody hands. I was like, what's going on? I was just exhausted. It was just, yeah, weird. we that. were done. Yeah. I had a couple of beers. We were, we were just like, oh, we're, we're dead. Yep. And then that slept so at 2 a.m. Next day we got up at
0: 5 a.m. Ooh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, that was the biggest day. Did like ton of hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't, didn't end up getting anything that day. Um, but I did learn a lot that day. I think I learned more that day. Yeah. Uh, I had one encounter. Um, but before I go to that next day, uh, anything I missed or anything I should touch on on the No,
0: I think that's, I mean, cause I know like I've got the spoiler alert, which is I know that's, that's the animal you got. What Yes, you said, you had other encounters maybe walk us through the other kind of, you know, the other stocks and things you had. And then maybe we talk a little bit like the lessons you learned overall, but yeah, yeah fascinating stuff. And it's kind of, it's cool for me to hear it cause I've been there and I have it, but I'm sure people that haven't been there just to learn the type of hunting. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of kind of sitting and waiting and spot and stock and kind of, and then just like still hunting too, creeping through. It's funny because it's yeah. basically the same experiences we had on another area, another Island, um, oh, wow. where, where it was, you know, depending on the type of area if it was super super thick we were like you said still hunting like creeping along yeah mm-hmm. and then if they were if it was fairly open it was kind of spot and stock and then if not it was you know every now and then we just kind of wait in really good areas so it seemed like the same tactics which is kind of cool. yeah um so what what about the encounter that day like how did that one go down so that one
1: uh actually i'll, I'll talk about the morning hunt. And then I'll talk about the evening hunt. So that Mm -hmm. day, 5.00 AM it it was funny because everyone went to sleep and they were like, what time are we getting up in the morning? And then D was like, I'm getting up at five. I want to go hunt." And I was like, he's like, what time are you getting up? And I was like, I'll wake you up at five, <laughs> and then nice. other friend was like, "I'll get up at five too. Why don't you wake me up?" And I was like, "You know what, guys? I'm gonna wake up the whole camp at five because I knew I was gonna sleep in if I didn't do that." Yeah. So I set the alarm. Alarm went off. I'm like, "All right, I gotta get, get up. up. I gotta wake everybody up, dude." It felt like the worst nap ever. It was just oh, like sure. hot, sweaty. Anyway, I get up in the morning, 5 a.m. I go bury the the deer because it's just too late, and I probably didn't want to do it. And then. Yeah dig a hole bury it and then i go hike up and i just sit i'm too tired you know i just sit there see nothing and then on my way back down i look back into the valley deep and i see two does just way back on the rocky stuff yep and I'm like, oh, let me just walk over and get a better look at it. So I walk up a little more, just slowly mm-hmm. taking my time. I'm tired. Oh wow, that's cool. Look, look at them right there. They're just, they're just chilling there. So I'm like, no, oh, let me get a little closer. And I start feeling a little better. I'm hiking. I got some food in me now. It's water. Yeah. And I ended up, I ended up just hiking way back in the deep upper valley, going down yeah. this thick ravine, and then up the backside of the other one. Yeah. It was all rocky and it ended up being super steep, rocky, crazy dirt stuff. Uh-huh. And I get to the towards the top and I know they're probably a hundred yards to my right. Okay. But there's no way for me to get there because that it just turns into thick bush. Mm-hmm. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to get there they're probably right around the corner. So I'm like, ah, I guess it's just time to get off the mountain. So I just hike all the way back, down, oh, no. all the way back down to camp.
0: Oh, uh, so brutal.
1: Yeah. And halfway down, i look back and they're, they're even farther deep in there. I was like, there's no way I would have gotten to them what anyway. To them.
0: Uh, but it was a good lesson. Like, yeah,
1: sometimes they are not
0: stockable. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's a good, and you can't know without going, right? Yeah. It's, as you're saying that, I'm getting deja vu from so many other elk hunting or deer hunting trips where it's like, you don't you also did a pretty cool thing, which is you are tired and you're, you're hammered from too many nights of bad sleep backpacking or whatever. And you kind of talk yourself into it, right. With the, like just this one little bit and then just yeah. that little thing. And then it was like how I got my elk last year, right. It's like, I'll just go right. do a little further and then a little further and then a little further. Like a lot of, the, a lot of other areas in life, just a little further is a really bad strategy. <laughs> <But> like <laughs> when it comes to you being tired, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to hear. Like you're, you're already learning that about hunting and like, how do they apply that?
1: I remember writing down in my notes. I was like, hunting. I, what did I write? I said something like, it's all about. How, yeah. I said, hunting is all about how bad you want it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I really got to experience that this time. You know, you hear about it all the time, but it's, it's so easy to, and my, the evening hunt is an even better illustration. It's so easy to let your mental... It, mental mentality go away just mm-hmm. so, just uh, soften up a little bit yeah and then you just miss everything but mm-hmm. um yeah so that was the morning the evening hunt we go to a new area kind of on our way out of the place mm-hmm. and this is just like a thick hillside uh and apparently there's tons of deer in there and actually there were but the problem is it's so thick and mm-hmm. there's a lot of leaves on the ground but yeah. not as much as the first place. So there's some dirt patches, some leaves on the ground, but it's thick where there's little thin branches that you can just snap if you walk by them. Yeah, uh, So this is one of those. Cre- so I ended up, I, I go in there. I'm like, how the hell are we supposed to hunt this place? So I ended up just saying, I'm going to just walk up this valley go across and I'm just going to do it as slow as I possibly can. And this mm-hmm. is just going to be an exercise in patience and stalking, just trying to be quiet, even if you don't, don't see anything. Yeah. So that's what I did. I ended up just walking like so slow <laughs> and maneuvering and like pushing branches away, ducking under them, crawling, just yep. taking every moment slow. And And that's when I learned that like in terms of spot and stock and a thick thing like that, like Mm -hmm. you can make 99 steps in the next hour that are dead quiet. And then you snap one twig and And they all locate you. Yeah. And it's (laughs) over. So you just got to reset. I almost imagine them having like a radar detector of sound. And every time you make a sound, they know where you are and then you got to kind of start over and be quiet again. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kept doing that Went all the way to the top, Went all the way across. Then across, I found this little old dirt trail that went around the mountain. Mm-hmm. So I start going up that. And then I have to get to a point where I crawl a little bit. And then there's a big rock. So I go behind the rock and I start crawling out of the rock. And bam, I see two little does just down the trail. Yeah. My level. And then I slowly back down. They're maybe 25, 30 yards away. So okay. I knock an arrow. I want to get out and see if there's a good shot. Yeah. so I crawl and poke my head out behind the rock and yep. bam, the doe's like seven feet away from my Oh, face. wow. <laughs> it came up and it's just staring at me. Like then right they, there. Right yeah. there. And then they both just walk away. <laughs>
0: wow. That's so cool. Uh, I mean, that's so, that's so <laughs> Like Just so many encounters that never go right, but it's yeah. such like high intensity. Would you... Yeah. If you'd done that again, would you have drawn before you went around the rock? Or do you think it was just like, that's just how it was? Yeah. yeah it's. A, um, I
1: think what I would have done, if I could do it again, is once I see them, I would have got back down. No, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't expect it to. Because I just so fast. Yeah. I didn't expect them to walk to, 7 feet is to me. Yeah. yeah. Probably 20 to 30, but, and I, and there was a couple of trees in the way. So I, I, that's why I didn't draw. I was like, I didn't mm-hmm. have a shot at that point. I could see their heads. Yeah. Yeah. But then all of a sudden they, they, they just kept coming my way. So they didn't see me at all the first time. Yeah. Um, but the lesson I learned there was like, even if you don't see anything and you're in their area, Mm-hmm. you just got to stock and be careful. Like you, yeah. you can't have a single moment of like, oh, I'll just take that step. Like yeah. you got, each step's got to be perfectly calculated the angle. Everything you got to watch around you for branches.
0: Yeah. Uh, I find and that if, to be yeah. like the hardest part. Oh, sorry. I cut you off. But like I find that to be the hardest part of hunting. Overall. So hard. it's like just the mental game of doing that. Cause we talked about last season. There's so many times after like an hour of doing that i'm like oh, okay whatever there's nothing here you take three steps and boom something blows out dude and it's oh it's so hard to do that oh my gosh on the way down <laughs> on the way because on the way down i cared a lot less like yeah. i wasn't
1: walking us man blew, blew out so many deer <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere all of a they're sudden everywhere yeah yeah um but yeah that lesson for me was like if you if you you just if if you like stick with it get put yourself in this situation and, and do it right. Like the opportunity will present itself. If you do it wrong, there's no chance you'll get the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you got to like, at least put yourself in the game. Yep. Um, yeah, that was the evening hunt. Oh my gosh. And I got chewed up by mosquitoes. Today. Oh, that's a bummer. And that was part of the mental game too. Cause you're going so slow and these mosquitoes are all over you. Yeah. Um, I counted like 15 or- Mosquito bites on my left hand and Uh, 16 on my right hand and my legs, neck, they're just covered. I probably have 50 to 60 mosquito bites
0: right now. (laughs) Wow. Brutal. Part of the mental game, I guess. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So that's, that's what day three. And then last day we've kind of got each the blow by blow. So you've got one more day, right?
1: Yeah. So the last day, um, oh
0: wait, no, this was the
1: last, oh, this was Sunday. This was Sunday morning. Yeah. And then Sunday evening, uh, we drive out to stay with a couple natives, uh, in, in the valley, which is Mm -hmm. really cool hearing their stories, having dinner with them. We, Mm -hmm. we ate the, uh, uh, one of our buddies got a doe as well, and we ate the back strap off of that one. Cool. And then we also uh, speared some prawns right out of the river, right in the back. Really? Yeah. That. that was super cool. It's a 3 prong spear. I've never like seen one gig. before. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like a gig with the, like, kind of like the rubber bandy thing on the back, you know? a pole spear yeah yeah pole yeah. spear and you mm-hmm. put your thumb through it and stretch it down you grab the spear and then you just let go and the spear goes forward yeah and the native we, I mean we all got one we went out to the creek and use um you use a flashlight cuz it'll reflect the eyes off oh, of the shrimp okay yeah and that's how you locate them and mm-hmm. you can see the two little beady eyes. and then we you slowly get the three prong and mm-hmm. you use underwater just put it right over its head yeah. maybe like five inches away, and then bam, let go, boom, and just, just stab. Wow. Yeah, that's and so cool. You never I get I, to do that, right? Like, dude, an opportunity. Yeah, and so I just like started messing around, trying to get these prawns. I kept missing him, missing him, mm-hmm. and then this native guy he got like a dozen in like ten minutes. <laughs> bam, bam, walking around, just boom, just getting all these shrimp. And then we bring them right back. We cook them right there. Amazing. And we have rice with axis deer, complete barbecue style, and fresh and
0: prawns. Fresh prawns. <laughs> Unbelievable. Tastes wow. like sweet lobster. It and that's was... a life experience, man. That's, <laughs> like you can't, you can't buy that, right? Like that's the kind of adventure that you just can't, like that's so cool that you got to get into that situation. Oh my
1: gosh, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, and along the way, I didn't say, uh, I didn't mention, but you know, other of our guide's friends, they were catching mm-hmm. tuna. They were catching all kinds of fish and just giving us fish and we ate sashimi we ate it fried it was it was just an incredible experience uh but anyway that evening hunt uh d ends up shooting a pretty big buck uh with a rifle and uh that that was pretty cool we had to skin all that out and it was big big animal and so that that was fun to just get to watch
0: yeah that's so cool it sounds like everybody kind of had plenty of encounters which is all you can ask for right like such a like such a cool trip to go just to go like get those numbers, right? Like mm-hmm. elk cunning, if you're lucky, you get one or two a day, right? If you're doing well, but I feel like access to your, just the numbers are higher and it's it's just so fun because you, you're always like, oh, there's something here, right? Yeah.
1: And it was just the adventure of it. Um, and I remember when you, we had our off season opportunities podcast episode Mm -hmm. on Hawaii. I remember saying like, wow, that really sounds like a crash course in bowhunting. Yeah. And that, that's really what it is. You get, there's a lot of action, a lot of
0: opportunities Mm -hmm. and you condense a lot of learning, I think in a few days. Oh, that's so cool. What do you think is a stepping back and Mm -hmm. oh man, I feel like I could ask you questions forever, but for the sake of the audience, like we kind of got the overview, like what would you say are the biggest lessons you learned? from that, like for your bow hunting in general, whether that's elk season, which is what we talk about most of the time on here, but like, what, what are the things that you're really going to take away from that?
1: Um, one is fitness. Oh, I was glad I was, I was like, (laughs) we're just beating the dead horse again. Right. I know I was, I'm glad I was pretty fit going into this. Um, I, I ran a lot. Um, and so I, Either I was really fit or, or everybody else was not that fit, but I, I basically did well out there. Like I could just yeah. keep going and going and going. Yep. Um, I think another part was like having the proper nutrition. I had a mm-hmm. lot of the bars. I I brought more snacks than anybody. I think I had mm-hmm. mangoes, I had sugar, you know, lots of yeah. sugar yep. and I just kept fueling myself and. Maybe I'm, cuz I'm younger than everybody too, but I just felt like I had so much energy. I could just run yeah. up and down these mountains and be okay
0: even on 3 or 4 hours of
1: sleep a night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just <laughs> excited to, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um so those are two. I think the stocking stuff. Uh-huh. Um that th- the ability to like I-, I don't know why, but I I've I'm decent at like being able to stalk quietly for a long time i'm not Mm. as good as just sitting there waiting forever (laughs) i get kind of like twitchy like okay let me just go down
0: creek a little bit and wait over there you know but um well you're a doer right i've always kind of known that about you you like to kind of move and so it's it's a great but what was really interesting to me is that like you are doing you were moving but you were moving so slow that you're quiet right right we're gonna you know spoiler alert for folks that are listening we're gonna do like a rehash of all the The modules we did last year lessons or whatever you want to call them but i feel like we talked about this one the stalking right and you're like well how slow is slow right like you remember that Mm -hmm. and uh i feel like you were like you had a really cool combo of like you were moving but you were moving so slow you didn't make a noise you didn't do anything else so it's a cool tactic for folks that are a little i don't want to say add but like a little twitchy like you can just move so slow that it doesn't matter
1: yeah. And I remember asking Dave,
0: like before the trip,
1: what's the tip you have on like spot and stock? Cause these axes here are so twitchy. And he said, yeah. it's, he said, try practicing stocking up on a cat. <laughs> and he said, they're just, it's just like a cat. These things yeah. are so twitchy. And so I just imagined that in my head, like you got to be dead, dead, stinking quiet. Yeah. So that was a good lesson. Um, I think the mental stuff is like a big part of it, like trying not to, get too down on yourself when you when you miss mm-hmm. uh or yeah or like yeah. uh when things just don't go well like yeah it's all learning and that's what our guide kept reinforcing he's like no look you got another shot like how many shots have you shot before it? none oh okay well that's just another one on the belt. it's another one closer to success you know yeah and that was a cool part about it too is uh remembering yeah. it's all part of the learning process
0: yeah well i think for you too i mean clearly like you missed that first shot on the coat Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you got your first two big game animals that same day. So it's like, it, it just demonstrates that same point. We talked about elk season last year. It's like, you, if you dwell on the bad stuff, you're going to probably miss some good opportunities. So it's yeah. pretty cool. You rebounded that fast. And Thanks. But I think even for folks that weren't, aren't new, like, you know, I could imagine someone listening going, okay, well, Josh is new. Like it is all gravy for him. It's all great. But I mean, if someone's doing access deer for the first time or even their second or third time, like. It's kind of a cool activity because you you think about well there's gonna be more opportunities and it is genuinely just learning this animal or this thing and right I think that that's one of the things you've really done well with elk hunting too is like you have you're playing the long game where you're thinking that way about all your opportunities there too even if you don't get one this season it's like well no I'm, I've learned right? yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I definitely got to thank you for for part of that because I remember going, you know, going into the elk season and I was like, oh man, we were recording the podcast. I remember saying like, oh man, if I don't get one, everyone's going to know. And I very clearly (laughs) remember you saying, look, wait, you were like, look, Josh, like, look, I know we're doing this podcast, but there's no pressure at all to get anything like this is all about learning yeah and uh learning equals success and i just remember that took a lot of pressure off of me and i was like you know you're right like it's just all gravy like
0: all of it is learning so yeah yeah well i think anyone who's really hunted you know someone who's done it themselves or done what you're doing which is like a really unique new thing or they're they're trying new experiences like you realize that's part of like failure is part of the game like i went out Turkey hunting here in Idaho for the first time last week. And I didn't even hear or see one, right? Like not even a thing. Oh. Granted, I'm pretty close to town and yada, yada, yada. I can make excuses, but like that's standard, right? Like it's normal, you know, you're not going to see that on YouTube or whatever, but it's normal to have those experiences. And I think, yeah, it's, it really is a recipe for failure. And I think that's part of the reason we both are so passionate about doing this is you get such an unrealistic expectations of the beauty of hunting which is overcoming those challenges and learning more about yourself mm-hmm. in the process, right? Like that's a that's a really cool part of it.
1: Yeah, it was so fun. Um, yeah, I'm still processing a lot of it. Honestly, it was. Yeah, there's a lot to reflect on.
0: Totally. Um, I yeah. So, what well, would you uh, maybe a good good one of the last questions? Would you go again?
1: Yes, I think I'm going to make it an
0: annual. <laughs> Did thing. you think about that?
1: <laughs> no, not at yes. all. <laughs> While I was there, I was like, I have yeah. to come back every once a year like this has got to be oh, an yeah. annual thing yeah um we really connected with the guide too um That's i ended cool. up giving him all my arrows No, really yeah cool. yeah That's him cool... him and the and the other guy the native yeah. guy because it's really hard for them to get them over there oh, they're really yeah. expensive and yep. uh I, they were like yeah so i just gave them all of them a, a bunch of broadheads oh uh, that's like, cool man my uh my game bags that we use I, I just gave it to them too they were like so appreciative of that that's stuff That's awesome um so it was cool we really connected with them and we're we we're invited back and he said <laughs> he, the guide's like every year make an annual thing every year come back we up level the adventure even more adventure every year <laughs> i'm like damn i don't know is that possible <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's so cool yeah let's I mean, it's amazing. And like, that's the thing about hunting opportunities, right? Like whether it's that or whether it's going access to your hunting in the States or it's going goat hunting or it's going to New Zealand or it's going to bird hunting, like there's so many other cool things to do year round, right? Like, and Mm -hmm. so it's awesome. You've kind of found your niche and the one you like a ton. I like spot and stock. I I think I'm learning that. I
1: like that. You feel kind of like a lion or a tiger, very predatory. I like... I was asking everybody, what's your favorite thing about hunting? And I, and I tried to think about it for myself. And mm-hmm. for me, it's the clarity that comes with single focus. Mm. That's what I like. Everything just goes quiet in my head. I'm not worrying about any BS. I'm not worrying about work. I'm not worrying mm-hmm. about a- any of my life problems, nothing, some stupid thing I said in the past. I'm not you know, d- dwelling on anything. I'm just singular focus one mm-hmm. step at a time and the world just gets quiet. And that that's, I think I'm learning
0: that that's what my, one of my favorite parts of it is. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, it's pretty funny because I knew we already had somewhat similar personalities and way to do it, but <laughs> remember when I was telling you early on, I, I really liked the spotted stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember you saying that too. Yeah. <laughs> Cause most cell counters, you know, it's about the calling and the, and trust me, I love that too. And I like it, a, but I do love, uh, there's not something to be said about spot and stocking. Uh, that's just that's like the most adivastic to use a big word right like the most deep down like instincts part of hunting i've found um that uh just kind of it speaks to you in some some ways oh never heard that word before it does yeah. is it like is it similar to like primal pretty much yeah it's like pertaining to uh the way something used to be done like deep uh, uh. Ancient or ancestral. Oh yeah, it's kind of a cool word, (laughs) relating to or characterized by reversion to something
1: ancient or ancestral. Wow, wow, yeah, that's
0: a it's a cool one. Well, maybe last question of the whole thing. This is the problem with these is we're already an hour in, and like I still want have like another hour of questions, right? But (laughs) it's got to stop somewhere. Um, What like what are you going to do differently for elk season this fall? Because the time we're recording this trying to scare a few guys into action. We're like four months out. It's April and you're only about four months out. So like what? Yeah, it's really not that far out. Like, how are you, like, a, you know, I probably didn't give you enough time to really think through that question, but like, what are you going to do differently?
1: Um, man, this horse is so dead and I'm just going to keep beating it. <laughs> but um, I'm going to like... The amount of hiking I just did over the last five, six days, like yeah. I hiked a lot. So I feel like that was, it's almost like a peak training weekend and mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep it up. Like nice. just keep running and carry all that momentum into the next season. Mm-hmm. So going into this season compared to last, I'll definitely be a lot more fit. Cause that will, that's like a ceiling on your hunting potential mm-hmm. is just how fit you are. Uh, what else? Um, Hmm. I'm going to have to build a new set of arrows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it's kind of a cheap shot too, because you already talked about the lessons you learned, right? So you, you kind of, obviously you're going to apply those. Do you think yeah. that, do you think you're going to hunt slightly different style, like more spot and stock for the elk? Do you think you'll, yeah, um, you'll definitely. spend more time in an area versus moving more like with any changes there?
1: It's a good question. Um, hmm. I think I am going to do more spot and stock because mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot of, a lot. Have I've gotten more, some yeah. more, just a few more hours of doing that yeah, yep. under my belt. Um, yep. Oh, you know what I am going to do differently is I'm going to shoot a lot more. Like I've been, my archery I, I realized is like very target mm-hmm. archery heavy. Like my archery experience, I need to shoot way more uphill. I need to shoot yep. way more downhill, way more from my knees. Yep just mix it up. And I need to start, shoot like 3d targets or imagine 3d or like animal targets. Yeah. Cause like the real animal in the moment is so different. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah finding yeah. that one little spot. It's, yeah. so like, it's been such a cool journey. Cause I feel like the first podcast we did that whole series was me like unloading all this stuff on you mm-hmm. and you like, you picked it up and you learned it and you like, you took it to heart, but like, it's impossible to take it to heart the same way as when you like learn it yourself. Right. Right. You like go deal with it. And so it's so funny to hear you like repeating the same <laughs> lessons of like, Oh, this is something I really need to do. <laughs> and you're like, like you know, it's a, like, it's such a, that's so the process of learning for me too. Yeah, like uh, when I would read something online or watch a video or take a course, whatever it was, I think, like, Oh, that's cool. And then I'd go, do exactly something wrong and be like, Oh, but I knew that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then you yeah. like really like same with fitness too. Like if you go elk hunting a few times, I feel like after trip two or three, you're like, okay, people are not joking. No matter yeah. how much they say it, I don't believe them. But then you go get your butt handed to you two or yeah. three times. You're like, okay. <laughs> like it really
1: matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. I wish it could all stick, but like I guess the lessons you learn out in the field like it makes it stick even more. Like it's like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." Yep. Um so, so yeah. that's a fun part of life, you know. It's like you gotta yeah. gotta enjoy it or you go mad. Yeah, so yeah. those are the two things. Um and that's still a question I have is actually for you Baxter, compared to like in terms of your shot process, like is it different when you shoot on an animal versus when you're shooting a target cuz on target, you know, I was doing Vegas rounds, three okay. arrows, two minutes, you know, you take your time. I take a deep breath. I do yep. my whole shot routine, but in the moment, even on those live animals, I didn't, I didn't do that whole routine like for yeah. my head.
0: So how do you think about that? You know, I'm fairly lucky in that. Like I don't shoot target at all. Mm-hmm. like, I've never shot a target round or I've never shot a. Um, First score or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, And like, I would, yeah. I would love to get into that. You know, it's just been timing and baby and other things. Um, definitely. Now that I'm here, I probably will next year because um, mm-hmm. we're like, what, two months from hunting season. But so I always, I mean, back to that episode that we're talking about, like I always practice like I hunt, Right. exact same way. I'm wearing the rangefinder, wearing the, uh, I know, harness. Yeah. I'm shooting most of the time at a 3D range. So for me, like, it's unfortunate in that, like the whole way I do everything is the way I'd be doing it in the field. Oh. Um, so to your point, like, I don't really, like, I really do consciously think about the order I do things out the range. hmm Um, but now only I've done it so much only now that like, if I do something out of order, like if I range before I knock an arrow, I'm like, Oh, why'd you do that? Like, don't do that. You know, (laughs) then I make sure the rest of the time I'm doing the order we've talked about in that episode in the past. And then, uh, then it's, like I said, it's almost subconscious. Mm. Like I don't, I really like you, you get that kind of not panicky, but you get that kind of buck fever, right? It gets going no matter how I think if you ever totally lose that, you're probably not going to be a hunter anymore. Um, (laughs) but it just somehow like, just cause it's the way I've done it every single time. It just, my body just kind of goes through the muscle me- memory of that. Um, there have been one or two times your point. Like I do have to consciously be like, cause I know what a bad pin jumper movement is. Mm, and I can yeah. look out there and I'm seeing it just doing it saying I'm like, Hey, just now like breathe, just take a breath. And I'm like, <sighs> and I'm like, he's animal still there. Everything's still the same, like squeeze, you know? And uh, yeah, so I've done that once or twice, but Okay. Yeah, no, it's. But I totally, I think what you're saying. This, that's why I love this podcast too. It's one of the, the my favorite things is because I, I see the exact same trajectory I went through, which is like your first few <laughs> shots are twitchy, you're, yeah, jumpy. You just want to. I don't know how to describe it. It's like you, you think if you just press the button, it's just going to happen anyway. And like you want it done faster, right?
1: It's like the tension,
0: like the you tension can't is hold so that tension. Valuable. It's just like yeah, too you're much. Just gonna yeah. do it. And then yeah. you learn slowly that that leads to bad things. You <laughs> yeah. <know? And laughs> right. then you, like you get the self-control to just wait a second. And yeah, like, like everything else in life, it might seem like an eternity in your head, but it's like only a few seconds. Yeah. It's whatever. still there. Animals still there. Yeah. 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 So cool, man. Well, maybe we end this one for the folks that are listening. I feel like we might have to do another debrief at some point or something, but um <laughs> so cool such an awesome opportunity for you to get out there and go do that stuff and i bet i have a feeling maybe quote me on it now or i'll put it in the digital record of i think there's going to be sometime this fall you look back on this trip and you're like man i'm so glad i learned or did that mm, because yeah. it led to this i, yeah. I, I kind of have that feeling that's going to go that way so
1: i hope so i hope so yeah
0: um yeah well and that point you made earlier is like
1: i mean imagine how i would have felt if my first miss was on an elk. like <sighs> Yeah. And it's like, you know, you don't get to just go back in an hour and see another yep. five hundred
0: of them everywhere. Yeah. You know, so it'll be tough. Well, yeah. for folks, you know, as we wrap it up, like for folks that are super interested, we did do the off-season opportunities. We're very anti-hot spotting on this uh this podcast. Like I think that's part of the adventure is the research and the learning. So we're not gonna tell you where Josh was. Like we've already given folks a lot by saying there's access to deer in Hawaii. Like that's <laughs> you know, like there's water there, go to it. Um, mm-hmm. but what's if folks are really interested or they're super fired up, um, should they just reach out and you could connect them or what's the, yeah.
1: Um, should they email us at the contact? Yeah. Phone?
0: Just, I guess just ping us. And
1: okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: So if you're super interested,
1: I would highly recommend going with the guide that we went with, you know, his comes from this area, like, yeah, it, super good price and everything. fair. I mean, expensive, you know, yeah. it's expensive, but for yeah. what you're getting, you're not just hunting. It's like a full on cultural immersive experience. It's adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't get to be in these areas without, you know, so yeah, just email Baxter at gmail.com or, or hit the contact form on the website, baxterbowman.com. And then, yeah, reach out to me, inquire about it and yeah, we'll hop on a call. You can ask me questions about it and then, uh, we'll get you set yeah. up. If you're interested, I'll, you know, send you over to, to the guide.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe um, don't promise that to the 300 people or whatever, but yeah, that's,
1: that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: But <laughs> Just I mean, at least Josh Josh they, sent you we want to like hook up that'll help. a little bit and then he's did such a great thing for you yeah. to out a bit, um, pass on the love. So yeah, good stuff. Well, get out your, uh, get out your research tools guys. Well worth the, well worth the squeeze on that one. Um, and yeah. we'll, we'll be back with more, but, uh, I imagine this won't be our last hunting access to your episode. Uh, definitely not.
1: Uh, and I do want to say, uh, if you got any questions for us, uh, anything, you know, hit, hit that contact form again on the website or send us an email directly at baxterhunting at gmail.com. And yep. uh, we're having a, some guests, some newer hunters on the episode to do some Q&A with Baxter and I'll facilitate, and moderate a little bit. So that'll be a cool episode coming out along with the mini series or the crash course
0: yeah. Both coming. And actually we already have a group or two of folks that are access to deer hunting because of that episode that reached out. So it should be pretty fun to see if we can recap with them too. So, oh,
1: that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be
0: cool. That's uh, that gets us all fired up to hear everybody's actually listening to these and, um, seeing those numbers tick up and people actually going and doing it. So reach out if you've, you know, you've had a cool experience or just say, hi, we always appreciate it. Um, yep. and we'll catch you on the next one. Sounds like a plan.